Hi, I'm Joni Petit. I'm a personal brand and design coach. And uh, I own JennyPetit.com, where I help business owners and personal brands design their personal branding, translating their visions into visuals. And today we're discussing the importance of personal brand. Welcome to Pageantland, the UK's premier podcast for all things pageantry, with your host, Jessica Barkley. Here you'll find guest experts, past, present and future queens, plus my own personal insights into what it's like to follow your pageantry dreams. So whether you're hitting the stage for the first time, looking to up your game, or even after some inspiration to follow your own dreams, I hope you will find something here for you. I'll ask the questions you're too embarrassed to and get real about the highs and lows of pageantry. If you enjoy this episode, please give us a share on social and pop me a review on iTunes. Now strap on those heels and let's get into it because we have a lot to cover. Hello, hello, hello and welcome back to another episode. I for a moment did not think this episode was going to happen and anyone that's been listening to the podcast for a while will know I'm very, very passionate about having a personal brand, having a purpose um, and knowing who you are and I really wanted to get an expert in on this but you know me. I need to find the right person. And actually, Jenny and I only connected this morning and like straight away looking at her bio, hearing her speak, I was like, this is the right person. This is the person I've been waiting for. And um, as many of you will know, I am often recording months ahead of time. Um, and we have literally managed to pull this together at the last minute, which is not me. I am not last minute Jess in any way, shape or form. Um, so it was obviously meant to be. And I'm so, so happy to have you here. So thank you very much first and foremost and um, could you tell us a little bit about how you got into doing the personal branding and and all that with all your with your work sure see that's funny because I've been a designer for a long time and I've been an entrepreneur for longer than that like since I was little so I've been in the entrepreneurial world for quite a while but I I only used to do design, but I always knew there was more. And I, and then I realized that I've been passionate about, you know, building personal brand, encouraging people to empower their, their individuality and, you know, to embrace who they are. And I started working around that and coaching people that, you know, they would come to me for like, do I have a personal brand? And I'll be like, yes, you have one. Let's work through that. <laughs> so that's how I came across working with personal brands, you know, helping people design their own um, visuals, um, translating their visions into visuals, which is quite, um, you know, something that I came up with because everybody has a vision, but we, we don't all, you know, know how to put it into visuals. So that's part of the branding process, knowing your the visuals that would represent you. Because it's, it's so fascinating because for me, who has looked and worked with having personal brands of my own and previously to pageantry and when I came into pageantry I'm like we're all got we're all personal brands we're all our own brands and and people look at me like what what's that what does that mean and I'm like well no you are your own personal brand and when it comes to pageantry and we've had recent episodes we've talked about it a lot how even though it might not be in the judging criteria that judges are looking at your social media every judge we spoke to said well they do they do look at your social media and and I've often had people comment because I'm a bit more concise and together. I still think pageantry wise, I've, 
there's a lot more I could do working on my personal brand. I'm a bit better at it when it comes to my actual businesses. Um, but I still get people say, oh, oh yeah, I've seen you everywhere because you're very recognizable. Like I mm -hmm. use the same headshot. I use the same similar branding colors and things like that. Um, and I, I say to people, well, if you want to stand out in pageantry is get your personal brand in line. And I still get that kind of blank look. Um, so if you were going to describe it in like absolute dummies terms, what is a personal brand? See, a personal brand is, a, is a, what we call, you know, branding. A personal brand is aligned with branding because and, and it's a little bit everything. So you in personal brand, you have marketing, you have the visuals, you have the strategy, you have you can add a logo, typography, colors, you know, um, your story. So personal brand is more guided towards the story and the lessons. And like you said before, it's like being recognized there and people coming to you for a particular reason. So people are drawn to you because of your personality, most likely. And this is something that it built, it helps you build your personal brand, recognizing what is the, the pillars of your brand. What is it that you're here to represent? What is it that you're here to, you know, to share with the world? So one of the strong pillars of a personal branding is your story. So sharing your story not always means uh, sharing your personal life, but sharing your lessons, sharing your um, what you have learned, your um, your lost and your wins. So there is a lot in that that will help people, you know, um, connect with you. Will help people find you relatable, and this is the way we establish a strong personal brand and then people will always recognize you for oh i can go to jess because this so and so i can go to jenny because so and so because i know she can help me with that because she talks about that so this is like the strong points of personal branding your story so this is something that i always when i work with my clients they have to have clear like what's the story that they want to share with the world and what's the why behind you know what's the, the point this important point why are you doing what you're doing one of the things we have talked about really trying to do with pageant land is set up some some mastermind sessions helping people discover their their story discover their why discover their purpose and things so if you are listening to this and thinking oh i don't feel like i've got that honed in please ping us a message and just say if you'd be interested in us running those masterminds um we're very happy to do it but we kind of want to know that there is the interest first so if you think that'd be something you'd like to get involved with do ping us a message and just let us know and we can make sure we've got your name down for as and when we're able to launch those um but to tie that really well into pageantry um one of the, the common issues that ladies have is getting press um, and publicity, be it on social media or in physical papers, on the TV. Um, but the common thread is that people share the story. The girls that get the, the TV appearances, they share their story. Um, um, a really good example of this um, is Jen Atkin, our current Miss Great Britain. Um, she shared her story around her weight loss um, and recently uh, coming out as bisexual. Um, she stood in her story and the press has come off that. Um, it's very rare in this day and age in the UK that you're just going to get press just because you're competing in a beauty pageant or because you've got a crown. 
they want more than that. Um, mm. And that is a massive benefit of having your personal brand and knowing what you stand for. For me, people know they can come to me for anything health and fitness related um, and sustainability questions because sustainability is my platform um, and health and fitness is my profession. And I talk so much about it and I stand in that. So there's some some examples for those of you listening to that you can actually be able to connect with. Um, so people have just dis- discovered They've worked out what it is that they stand for. Um, where should they start when it comes to the aesthetic side of things? Um, I mean, with pageant land, we've got these obvious background colors. We have a whole little like branding sheet and stuff that we use. But for me, I've, I've done that before for businesses. And um, actually, when it comes to trying to explain it to other people, I come a bit unstuck. Um, so I thought, hand it over to the expert. When it comes to the aesthetics, um, fonts, colors, etc. Where should we start and why? Okay, with the aesthetics, I will say like the first thing that everybody needs to get on point like when, building, when building a personal brand is to make sure your profile picture is the same across all platforms. And this is something that I do not talk about, especially in Clubhouse, where I go to Clubhouse and people have like a random picture in there and then you link to your to their Instagram and then in Instagram, they have a different picture. So it's like, I will not recognize this person, you know, in a week time. I will not know who, how do I meet this person? So one of the ways to build, you know, that memory, that recognition, that cohesiveness is to have the same picture across all the platforms. And then about the aesthetics when building in platforms like Instagram that is so visual, is um, finding a style that suits you. I'm, I'm actually building a, you know, a freebie that is like a, a quiz uh, where people can go and find their style that they're most uh, represented with. But one tip that I will highly recommend is like go on Pinterest. Go on Pinterest and type in all the values that represent you. So you go um, you want to represent strong women, then you look for a strong woman. You want to represent, you know, a sensitive woman, you go and look for sensitive. And then save everything that you feel aligned to into a board the with your name, with your brand. And then when you look at the big picture, you will find that there is a repetition in the patterns and in the colors, in the tones, in the style. So you will recognize there is a there is a commonality. So once you see this, then you start translating, you, t- you start moving this into your other social medias like Instagram. And then you start using this image and then you can uh, maybe like even uh, there is a style of font that you constantly liked or saved in your pin boards or in Instagram, then utilize these styles to help you build the same cohesive um, aesthetics in your Instagram. So people will recognize you anywhere where you where they see your post or where they see your, your picture, they will be like, oh, I know that's Jess because that's her colors, that's, her, that's what represent her and to use this kind of image. So that would say that's um, my tip for building uh, cohesive aesthetics. When you know, when you decide to do it yourself, otherwise you can always, you know, hire someone to help you dig a little bit deeper and connect your values to your image. Um, When you're doing it yourself, yeah, go to Instagram, um, Pinterest and look for these pictures and these aesthetics and these accounts that 
more resonate with you and you will find that you have a style that is easy you know to recognize like a boho or modern or vintage or there is always something that you are more lean to and this is definitely your style yeah i'm definitely going through a, a crisis a crisis i can't speak a crisis of personal brand at the moment and um, because I've got I'm a bit I'm a bit too multifaceted I need to declutter my life and um, which is something I preach so much um because I'm at the moment on Clubhouse which is where um Jenny and I met and a lot of you will heard, have heard me talk about Clubhouse quite a lot recently um I'm using the colors for Pageantland however Pageantland is a team project it's not my personal brand um and I kind of realized how much I was leaning on the branding of Pageantland in my own stuff and how I need to get my own backing gear because I used to just be my own, but it doesn't doesn't sort of align with me at the moment. So I'm having a lot of like brainstorming to get it get it back on on Pat. So if you're listening and thinking, ah, oh, it's all right for Jess to say she's got it all down. I'm not, I'm a mess with this at the moment, which is why I seek the experts and you will all know how much I love bringing actual experts in to have these conversations. Um, and could you tell, just talk to us a little bit about when we move into business? Because as, as pageant girls, we, we are, it's a hobby. Pageantry is a hobby, but a lot of it use it as a springboard um, to move into either starting your own business, um, connecting with influencers, um, uh, not connecting with influencers, connecting with companies to become influencers. Why is it important when you're, you're reaching out to these companies to have your sort of personal brand already set up and ready? I think it's, it's important because we want to see that your audience is strongly connected to you and the the way they know this works is when you have a strong personal brand, you know, where your audience will be your loyal fund, when, when, you know, they know who you are anywhere in, you know, like, so they can take this um, influencer and take it and put it in another subject, like in another account, and their, their followers will follow because they know her, they will identify her. So this is why it's important when you have built a personal brand and personal brand is not just your logo or not just your colors. So it's the, the um, conjunction of all of them, the logo, the fonts, the colors, the story, the values, the pillars. So everything together builds the relationship with your, with your audience. And then once you have a strong follower and you build in community, because this is something that um, I think has been only going on around for the last couple of years like I don't know if you heard the story of one of the influencers that couldn't sell uh, 36 t-shirts to <laughs> you know to an audience of like millions of people because her audience wasn't connected the, the audience was just following her for whatever you know um, uh, offers she had or whatever you know she maybe did a free giveaways very often and people were following her for that but the people weren't connected to her because she didn't have that you know, that personal branding established. So people didn't know what to follow her for. So that's why it's important when you are reaching out to, to big brands to know, to show them that you have a strong follower, an engaged follower, and they are following you because you represent A, B, C, D. And then this A, B, C, D needs to be aligned with the brands that you're reaching out 
because there is no point if you're talking about you know environmental you know um being supportive of women or all this and then you go and reach out to a to a brand that is not environmental friendly or doesn't support women in business or so it's all these things that you need to bear in mind when you are reaching out to big brands to know what your um, values are and your integrity and knowing what you are standing for and what you want to represent. And if you're a strong believer of these values and your your follower is engaged with that, then when you go and reach out to this or to this bigger audience, like bigger brands, they will be like, oh yeah, we're we're happy to work with you because you are all about what we want to represent. Because usually bigger brands, they have this very established. Like they know what they're here to represent. And it's quite difficult for them, you know, to change it, like, especially, you know, like big recognizable brands, they they stick with the same pattern over the years. I don't know if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah no, no, definitely. And this is where um, I've actually found myself talking about this a lot within the fitness industry recently. Um, the dangers of the scarcity mentality. If you are worried that there are limited number of companies out there that want to work with you, you start panicking and you will you'll latch onto all of them and you try to be everything to everybody and it doesn't work. If you try to be everything to everybody, you end up pleasing nobody. Mm. Whereas if a, a brand spots you for I'm always talking about sustainability, for example, suddenly fashion brands, makeup brands that link with sustainability will be sliding into your DMs to start up mm. conversations um, and want to build connections with you. Whereas if one minute you're talking about sustainability and then the next minute you're sharing your fast fashion haul, um, you're not, brands are going to look at it and go, well, I don't want to work with this person. I don't know who she stands, what she stands for. Um, exactly. And therefore I also don't know what her audience is like. Because if you don't like stand for something, your audience is going to be like this mishmash of people and it's not worth the company trying to sell to them. Um, you might have a hundred thousand followers, but if you have about 25 different things that you're sort of connected to, um, they're going to go, well, actually we might as well go to someone else with a, with a smaller following where it's really, really focused in on one particular subject. Um, I say this with, um, I say this with love. Uh, because I know this is quite popular within um, the pageantry industry is we will jump on all these different campaigns, all these different awareness campaigns. Um, and any of you that have even seen my personal Instagram, you'll notice I'm quite careful with which awareness campaigns go in my feed because they have to be on my Instagram feed. They have to be aligned with who I am and my personal brand. And um, I know who I am. My colors and my aesthetics might be a bit messy at the moment, but I always know who I am and what I stand for. And nothing goes on my feed that doesn't align with that. And um, I might share sometimes support some friends in their campaigns through commenting on their posts, or maybe I might let them into my Instagram stories, but they are certainly not finding themselves a permanent spot on my feed, unless it is also something that connects with me and a personal brand. Um, and because of that, I do get those slide into DMs, um, or although I then tell them they have to go and email me and I only carry on the conversation if they then will move to email because there are, let's face it, a lot of scams out there too. Um, but they'll move over to email and we'll be able to discuss and work out if it's the right one um, for me to work with. 
Um, and I'm not afraid to say no. And I'll keep saying no until I find the right thing. Um, and that's because I won't, I refuse to live in a scarcity mentality. Um, when the right brand collaborations come on, I'll work with them. And I've had some wonderful ones in the past. And um, just because I've waited for the right one um, and it continues to help me grow who I am as a person and always be connected with my values and, and my ethics. Um, but speaking of which, have, I'm, I'm kind of hoping you're going to say no to this question, but have you heard of any really sort of dire consequences of not sitting in your personal brand? And um, there are any sort of scary things we should be aware of when we go off in the wrong directions? No, I mean, like at the beginning, it's always like you say, I mean, like you started this and you you are very passionate about it and you kind of like DIY it and, and there's nothing wrong, you know, like the only the only way like people will see you is like you're evolving you're changing you're adapting you're growing and it's it's the beauty of like you know nowadays starting a business online you don't need to have it all figured out at the beginning so there is nothing like really wrong when you start building your brand and then you can always you know correct this is all part of your story like even if you had this if you made this mistake of like you know um, talking about environmental, you know, sustainability, and then you went to work with uh, a brand that was wasting tons of whatever, and then, you know, you kind of like, you can correct yourself and say, oh no, you know, I've, I've experienced this and I've not agreeing with this and I learned my lesson, I made a mistake. And this is something that is um, being vulnerable and people will strongly, strongly relate to that. They will be like, oh, I appreciate your honesty. I appreciate your transparency. I appreciate you sharing your lessons. You know, not many people do this. And this is very important when you're building your personal brand to be to be vulnerable on sharing your flaws, sharing, sharing your wings and sharing your, um, your experience as building your personal brand. Not everybody has all figured it out. And I don't think anybody will expect you to have it figured it out. At the beginning, we're always changing. We're always evolving. That's what I don't recommend, you know, to anyone to hire a designer right at the beginning because your business and your personal brand most likely evolve within the first year. And then like you will say now, Jessica, you will have some more, you know, clear ideas of the direction that you want to take now. So now you could probably, you know, work with someone and say, okay, this is the direction I want to take. And this is what I want to represent. Now that you're more clear, it will be easier for a designer to say, okay, let's put this into, you know, visuals. But if you at the beginning, you hire someone and you say, I don't know what, but, you know, let's do it. And you invest your money and then you find yourself a year along the line wanting to do something slightly different and your brand doesn't relate anymore to that. So then you have to change it. So that's why at the beginning, it's all like an experimental process. So yeah, don't be hard on yourself. Keep going, keep changing, keep evolving and go with the flow. <laughs> I mean, perfect example of this is is pageant land the podcast if any of you remember way way back at the first season um it was called mummy is doing a beauty pageant and the branding colors were very very different um and it was about halfway into the first season that i realized that this 
the project as a whole had legs to be something so much bigger than I'd ever imagined it could have been. Um, it was just me doing a little podcast back then. Now we are nine people um, and have managed to explode the whole thing in under a year, um, which is amazing. But suddenly the branding did not align. Um, and I sort of sl slowly started tweaking it and it took me a little bit of time, but now we have this really strong, confident, but also feminine brand um, that's bold and pops out and it does everything that I wanted to. But I started with who is it that I'm, I'm trying to speak to and what does the brand represent? I started with words and out of the words, um, the colors were born. Um, whereas if you, when I first set it up, it was, I picked the colors and it sort of, li it limited actually, it limited the podcast in a way because I picked the colors and got it all around the wrong way. Um, which is really funny because I would always have done it the other way with a business. I guess I was, I was nervous coming back to pageantry. I'll be completely honest. I'd had a couple of years out having my daughter um, and I was sort of nervous stepping back into the arena. And it's funny how that, that came out in my branding of the podcast. <laughs> um it's it, it's funny how the world how how the world works sometimes um thank you so much for all your advice and things I think it's been absolutely amazing um and we'll have to maybe get you we do a, a clubhouse room every Thursday we'll have to maybe get you to come and speak to the ladies um uh, the pageant ladies yeah, in that sure. sometime, um, if you're available um but have you got any any final tips or anything that you think is important or do you think we've covered most of the essentials yeah, we have covered most of it, but then uh, since you were talking about the colors, you know, um, one of the mistakes that my, you know, the people that come to me to rebrand is that they have choose the colors that they've, they liked at the beginning, because we, we are like that, like, oh, I like pink, I'm just going to start with pink, <laughs> or feminine pink, and then I just start with that, and then there is a whole, you know, connection of psychology of colors behind, so just do, do a little bit of digging if you want to, you know, like pick a color palette, there is tons of tools out there to help you choose a color palette that may be more aligned to your business or to your idea of business or personal brand, um that not necessarily goes with the taste that you have <laughs> so that's just like one tip based on that what you were talking about like choosing the colors you know that you thought it will go with the with the brand and then in the end you realize like oh no maybe I should take another direction so that's what most of the, the common changes that happen is on the colors like we start with something and then we end up with something completely different <laughs> But yeah, I'm happy, like, happy to be here and thank you for having me. Uh, I've loved uh, sharing more about personal branding and I'm happy to join your conversations in Clubhouse as well. Amazing. Thank you so much. Um, where can we find you on social media, especially when you get this the, the, the quiz out? Because I think that would be absolutely amazing to help people with as well. Yes, um, so I'm looking to get that out next week. <laughs> uh, what are your, your socials and things for people to find you? So you can find me in uh, Instagram, which I'm mo mostly hanging out with like funny reels and beautiful <laughs> feed is um, Jenny Petit, that's B-E-T-I-T dot co. Um, that's my handle, Jenny Petit dot co. And my website is Jenny, Jenny Petit dot com. And also in Clubhouse, which I'm most hanging out these days is uh, Jenny Petit. And you can find me all with the same, you know, <laughs> the same picture everywhere. <laughs> 
Amazing. And come on, ladies, we all have these beautiful headshots um, because we have some fantastic photographers within the UK pageant industry. And if you are still missing that fabulous headshot, uh, make sure you check out the pageantland.online website because we do list um, all the UK pageant photographers on there. Um, and we've also had some of them on the podcast before. So check back through previous episodes um, for more information as things start to open up a bit more, you'll be able to get back shooting with uh, your favorite photographer. And I know they're gonna be so busy. So get booked in soon, um, get those fabulous pictures, and then you can have a com com comprehensive, get my words out, a comprehensive personal brand um, across all your photos. Um, and we will see you again soon. Thank you for joining me today. I value and appreciate your time so much. It's wonderful you've given some of it to this episode. Please rock on over to our Facebook or Instagram and share your thoughts. And I would love you to give this episode a share while you're there. For any specific links, check the show notes or rock on over to our website, pageantlandpodcast.com for more information about the podcast or how you can be a guest on a future episode. Have an amazing day. And remember, you sparkle your brightest when you're being yourself. See you soon.